Dear customer, due to fraudulent activity on your bank account all online access and transactions have been suspended. Click the link below to verify your identity. Chase Bank Online Fraud Department. What would you do if you received an email like this? Uh, one thing I can tell you for sure is not to do what I did, which was click on the link. And before I knew it, I had failed for one of the oldest tricks in the book. Welcome to the Chuck Show, where everything goes down and all's on the top. Welcome to the Chuck Show. The Chuck Show. Real minds connect up, talk, cream on the crop. Hey, welcome to the Chuck Show. What up? Black minds, black brains, yeah, we on time. Say, welcome to the Chuck Show. for joining me for another episode of What's Up Chuck. As you heard in the intro, I received that letter in an email and I fell for it hook, line, and sinker. Before I even thought about it, I was already divulging information, private, secure information, and got myself into a real jam. I tell you what, I ended up uh, sending the information and it wasn't until I kept getting an error message for the email saying that it wasn't a valid email before I wised up and said, man, there's something wrong with this. So I contacted my bank. The bank informed me that they never sent me anything like that out and to forward the email that I received directly to them so that they could try to investigate it some in their fraud department. Now, in regards to my bank account with them, the only thing that I could do to uh, resolve this was to, well, there was two things actually. One was to close the account that I'd given information on, open a new account. Secondarily, before I could do any online banking, I would have to uh, have an antivirus software ran uh, to protect their uh, infrastructure. So, needless to say, uh, I have everything going through my online banking activity, which is what this was all about. Uh, you know, I ultimately, the letter said that my online banking uh, activity or access had been suspended, which is why I replied the way that I did, because I, once again, do everything online. I pay bills online. I get paid online. You know, I mean, I literally shop online. Uh, everything that I have is online. And so uh, threatening my online access or, you know, anything of that nature is devastating to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. So there was a part of me that, uh, needless to say, felt uh, desolate and outdone, seriously, uh, because this hoax or whatever had uh, disrupted my life. And the funny thing about it is that, you know, it's really on me because it was really something that, you know, when I told my wife about it, she's like, what? You fell for that? Why would you send that? Why would you do that? You know, and, you know, it was out of desperation. I panicked. Like I said, once again, it was dealing with or it had gave me the impression the letterhead was good and everything. And so once I contacted the bank, they said, no, we would never send you anything like that. You know, and if we send you anything, uh, it's going to have your name on it. I mean, because obviously the bank knows that information. It just said, dear customer. And so that should have been a dead giveaway. By the way, that's one of the tips right there uh, at the end of this uh, 
recording, I am going to give you guys some tips that I looked up and found out uh, that can help you not to be taken by some of these scammers. It's so easy. We get so much junk mail. We get so much you know, stuff coming in on text messages. I mean, you know, marketing to us individually has become a new science. And, you know, you'll get things sent to you based on your surfing activity or your Facebook friends, you know. So it's endless. And you got to be able to protect yourself. You always got to be on your P's and Q's or you will be caught up like me. And once again, you know, no one died from it. And it was just a more of an inconvenience than anything else. But, you know, it was risky in the sense that so much stuff is tied to your uh you know, your, your web access and your information that's out there in cyberspace. And so it, it's, it's something to think about. So once again, I shouldn't have ever responded in the way that I did. I did panic and, and, I, and you know, I'll admit that. Moving on beyond that, though, you know, I, I got past it, but I was still a little bitter, feeling a little um, played on, dumbfounded or whatever you want to say. Uh, so I continued to get all these other emails of that capacity and the you know and and now by this time I'm like wow you know did they like put my name out you know and say hey for a dummy you know call this guy or sucker of the year or whatever and so now I got everybody that's in this internet scamming game trying to contact me but I was a little fed up so I was feeling cynical and I was feeling vindictive and this was an email that started showing up shortly after this happened. I mean, within like 24 hours of the last incident happening. This is the type of email that I got. And so I will let the computer read it to you in an AI voice because I purchased online some software that I was supposed to be able to use 160 voices and, you know, pretty much make up your own voice to assist me and, you know, broadcasting some creative podcasts. And so what I got was the introduction, introductory uh, version of it, which you need to pay another 67 bucks to get the full version that was being advertised on no other place than Facebook. And so I got the software, and so I'm just trying to get my money's worth out of it so I don't feel like a complete fool with that as well because it was just another another type of scam, in my opinion. But I won't get into that. I'll save that for another episode. Here's an email that was sent to me, like I said, shortly after all of this stuff took place. Okay, I'll let the computer read it to you. Hello. I am John White of the U.S. Army Force, and one of the commanding officers of the U.S. Central Command here in Syria. Please I urgently need you to help me safeguard the amount of money I have here in my possession, which is worth the sum of 11,500,000 U.S. dollars, 11.5 million. I came across this mega cash while on the operation, as we were on the massive attack against the ISIS terrorist group and has made a private investigation and found out the money was left by the runaway terrorists. So I decided to keep the money in my possession, but minding how horrible and risky it is here in this military camp, I deemed it necessary to look out for a trusted fellow whom would assist me in safeguarding the cash until I get out of this horrible zone. It was on this effect that I started search here online for an honest person whom I can trust to help me safeguard the cash, 
and I came across your mail address and I want to know if you are willing to help me do this. I want you to know that I am willing to offer you 35% of the total amount if you do help me safeguard this money and get it out of here Syria. I will email you the details on how I plan of moving the cash out of this place as soon as I receive your response. Please get back to me ASAP. Thanks. John White. Wow, 35% of 11,500,000. That's over 4 million for me. And all I got to do is help this guy get this money out of Syria, safeguarded, if you will, until he can make it back from this horribly dangerous place. You know, uh, that was sent to me on September 23rd. And once again, I was bitter and still feeling some kind of way about the last incident. So I decided to turn the tables. So I wrote back to Mr. John White. Dear John, which I thought was ironic in itself, I would consider it an honor and duty as a fellow American to assist you in this very important mission. Please send me instructions on what I need to do next. Chuck. So Mr. John White, I guess, took the bait, and this is what he wrote me back. Thanks for your response to my mail and like I told you in the first mail I sent to you, the total amount of the money in question is the sum of $11,500,000 and I am going to trust you with everything as mentioned without we knowing each other, and I really believe you will not disappoint me or run away with my money. Please I need your trust because this money will be under your custody until I'm out of this horrible place. I will need the below information from you to help me start the process of sending the money to you through the United Link Delivery Company here in Syria. Your name, address, phone number, country, city, sex, age, NB, note that I contacted you for this deal because I lost my wife six years ago and my only son is still in the US Military Kids Academy because he's still very tender and I have no other family to contact for this deal. And as soon as I receive the above information from you, I will proceed immediately with the process of sending the money over to you for safety. I will be waiting for your reply soon. Thank you and regards. John White. So, uh, yeah, Mr. John White, he comes comes back really hard and, uh, you know, he's got this list of information that he wants from me. My name, address, phone number, country, city, sex, age. I mean, he's getting ready to do me in. He'll have all of my information. Now, I'm not saying that I'm so smart, but it's like, you want to send me some money, what do you need all of this information from me for? And then it gets kind of weird at the end of that, where he says that his son is still tender. I mean, who uses that type of terminology? Uh, I can name a few, but I'm not going to even joke about that. But yeah, so that was a dead giveaway on his behalf as well. You know, anybody here in the great U.S. of A. knows that we don't call children tender for no reason. Uh, that's pretty suspect in itself. So anyway, this is what I sent back to Mr. Uh, John White. Hello, Captain John White's. Now it's John. Now it's Captain John White. I guess that's to give it more of a military appeal. Uh, this is the information that you requested from me. I sincerely hope 
that it reaches you safely, for you are doing a great service for us all. And then I have the information, name, address, phone number, country, city, sex, and age. Uh, and I respect and honor what you are doing. I appreciate being of service to you, sir. Chuck, again. And this is what uh, Mr. Captain John Whites sent me back in return. How are doing today, Mr. Charles Black? I am so sorry for my late reply to your email, and it was because I was on duty all yesterday, and I was unable to check my email. I have received your email and also gone through the delivery information you provided to me, I want you to know that I will start the delivery arrangement with the United Link Delivery Company tomorrow morning, and I will keep you posted. I will email you when I'm back from the delivery firm tomorrow. Please confirm my email as soon as you receive it. Thank you. John White. So notice that uh, he started out and he asked how was Mr. Charles Black doing. He didn't even notice the fact that I had given him another name uh, in response. It wasn't Chuck anymore. I was trying to be uh, really sarcastic. You're John White's and I'm Chuck Black, Charles Black. Uh, nothing was said about that. But at any rate, we're moving forward and I'm this close to getting you know, not just 35% uh, of it, but the whole 11500000 Because if you send me that much money, brother, that's enough money for me to hire somebody to look out for you, okay? <laughs> so without that being said, um, Mr. John White and I have developed an email friendship. And so this is what I sent back to Mr. John White's in response to that. Dear John, I get such a kick out of starting it off like that because, you know, the point is already missed. I have received your email. Just something quick. Just responding. Let them know we're moving forward. Charles Black. And after receiving that, this is what Mr. Captain John White sent back to me. I emailed to inform you that I have visited the United Link Cargo Service this afternoon because I was off duty today, and I have made all arrangement with them, and I was informed that I am to pay for the shipping of the package and for the personal agent who will make the delivery to your address, and they also told me that you are to get $600 ready for the airport clearing of the luggage as soon as it arrives into United States. I will be going back to complete the delivery process as soon as I receive your reply on this, because I will not want it when I send out the luggage and you will not handle this clearing change, so please let me know if you are willing to handle this for me. I will also send the full tracking details, detail and tracking number. Thank you. Captain John White. So now it comes out. Looks to me like it's about 600 bucks that I'm going to need to receive this money. So all I got to do is give you all this information and 600 bucks. You know, and I'm thinking you got eleven million five hundred thousand. Uh, you could snatch a few hundred dollars off the top of that and and pay this guy the six hundred bucks. But it's important that I pay it, and I'm gonna pay it because I want to get you know control over this eleven million five hundred thousand. And you're over at war, and I'm hoping that you don't even make it back, because that's usually how a person would think. 
if they have access to that much money and you just not ever coming around again makes the difference. But anyway, so now, you know, okay, hey, how about this? This is my response to Mr. or Captain John White. Of course, I am uh, prepared for whatever your orders are, sir. Plan on the whole captain thing. Uh, would it be easier for you if I sent the funds directly to you to handle all these matters? Now I'm thinking about uh, how Chase Bank asked for that email so that they wanted me to forward that email to them so that they can investigate it. They got a lot more resources than myself, you know, in the realm of tracking down somebody that's doing this kind of stuff, scamming people. So anyway, you know, I figured if I asked if I sent it to them directly, if if they got greedy and said, oh man, I got this, I caught, caught him, got him, you know, you would go ahead and send me some information. Then I could forward that to whatever authorities I could come up with to look into it. They'd have a better chance of tracking you down. Uh, if not, at least it would make you feel like I was really at ease and that I was that much more bigger a sucker th than you think I am, you know. So at any rate, this is what Mr. Captain John White wrote back to me after that. I am just coming from the delivery company now, and they check both your phone number and address you give me, and it was all fake, and they told me that the address you give me was a fake address, and the phone number was not your phone number but Bracer Apartments customer care phone number. Well I thank you for fooling me. And that was the final email that I got from Mr. John White. And, and by the way, I didn't have it read, but the caption for the email, you know, the uh, subject, it said, you fool me, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Now, I was just joshing around and having fun with this dude. Just, or I, I like I said, I can't even say it's a dude. Anybody can send an email, you know, so could have been anybody, but with the broken English, like it was even in the writing, I'm assuming that it was, you know, somebody outside of the country and how they got my email, but you know, whatever. Anyway, that's how that ended. And I felt, I felt a little bit vindicated. Like, you know, I made a fool out of somebody that was trying to make a fool out of me. But the irony is, is that this dude, God, I keep saying, dude, this individual got mad. <laughs> they were upset that I had sent that out, right? Now, here's the funniest part of it all. I received another email about three days after that, and this is what that email said. Dear friend, I have a business proposal, is what the subject line reads. And he says, Hello, I am John White of the U.S. Army Force and one of the commanding. And I said, Oh my God, this cannot be true. Yes, the same exact letter. And so it's just it's just funny to me that we go through that. I was happy to have that opportunity to just take a little shot. I know it didn't do anything, you know. As you see, um, 
But that's how it ended. And <laughs> so here is a list of things you should not do uh, online to protect yourself from these online scams. So tip number one to prevent online fraud is keep financial data separate. For business owners in particular, use a dedicated workspace to perform all company banking activity. Use other computers to access the internet and conduct non-banking business. When it's time to retire that compu the computer that was used to access company banking, be sure to back up all sensitive information and erase the hard drive before recycling it. And here's one that I didn't do. Know who's asking. As a general rule of thumb, banks don't send emails or text messages that ask for personal information such as an account or a social security numbers. Banks will also not require you to verify account information in this manner. Never share any personal information especially social security number or a tax ID numbers, account numbers, or login and password information via email or text. Should you need to communicate sensitive information with your bank via email, be sure to use secure mail within the bank secure online banking platform. <laughs> also on the rise are emails to businesses that appear to be from suppliers like fraudulent banking emails. These emails may look legitimate, but will ask for sensitive financial information. If you see an email asking you to provide sensitive financial information, even one that may look like it's from your bank or supplier. Call to verify before responding. Keep your passwords secret. Do not share passwords. Do not leave any documents that contain access to financial data in an unsecured area. Change your password regularly for better protection using a combination of letters numbers, and special characters when possible. Change your wireless network default password as well as the default SSID name used to identify your network. Don't broadcast your SSID and consider using encryption on your network. Now, that's something that I, I think, you know, as just a general practice, uh, you know, changing your password often. But that is so difficult to do. I don't have to tell you how hard it would be to change your password. I mean, it took me a long time to come up with passwords that I could remember, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard out here. And to be changing it all the time, I, I wouldn't have access to anything online anyway because I'd forget all of my passwords. I'd have to write them down. 
uh, and if I had to write them down, then obviously I'm creating a whole nother uh, uh, situation where I'm leaving my passwords laying around or trying to, I write them down so that I can make up for forgetting them, but then I'd forget where I wrote it down at or what program I put it in or whatever, because I'd be trying to hide that so someone couldn't just get it. So, but that's important. I mean, and then for someone to ask for that, I mean, that should be once again, one of those dead giveaways. Uh, and then number four is no phishing loud. Beware of phishing emails. These emails are des designed to prompt you to click links. Duh, you ain't got to tell me. Provided within the Arab email to verify or change your account in some way. Oh my God. Often the links include the emails are are ways for fraudsters to install malicious software, also called malware, onto the computer device you use to access your email. This malware can be used to obtain personal information. That's why the bank said, hey, you close this account and all of that stuff, but still, before we will allow you to do any type of online banking through our bank, you are going to have to run some anti uh, antivirus software. You're going to have to get that off of your computer because we already know what has happened and so that's what they're talking about there uh, and then finally number five for this particular one and I'm sure there's a whole lot more you know that's out there um, number five is protect your computer with cyber attacks on the rise it's more important than ever to install antivirus software on your computer or network Equally important to ensure you are regularly running and updating the software to prevent viruses from infecting your computer. In addition, installing and enabling the following software programs will help you combat malicious cyber activity. Anti-spam software helps prevent spam and junk email from entering your inbox, which helps guard against phishing emails. So, you know, if I would have had some type of... Um, anti-spam software I would have never got the emails in the first place and if I would have had some type of antivirus software running whatever the email could do wouldn't have been able to happen firewall helps prevent unauthorized access to your computer through viruses and malware anti-spyware software blocks the installation of spyware on your computer which can monitor or control your computer use and send you pop-ups or redirect you to malicious websites. So, you know, even after all of this, I'm on a different computer now, but it just shows me how uh, vulnerable my computer that I was using when I was getting these emails was, uh, you know. So, keep your computer uh, operating system and internet browser current. This provides additional protection against fraud and theft. So, there you have it. Five steps to prevent you from being taken like a fool like I was right there. Uh, and by the way, this, this information came from Banner Bank. And so, of course, you know, they're trying to protect their banking system as well. And so I'm pretty sure that it's valid. So, you know, you're going to have to spend the money. Got to get the anti antivirus software, the anti-spam, the anti-spyware, uh, which to me is like 
a scam in itself because that stuff, I mean, if you get the cheaper ones, then they're going to have you trying to do purchases, you know, every time you run it or use it or whatever. So no, it's not the type of scam that's going to take complete disadvantage of you, but it's just another scam in itself. So with that being said, be careful out there, guys. I know being on the internet is fun and, you know, uh, definitely social media, but there's a lot of people that make a living out of scamming you. And there's so many different scams they can use. Once again, those scams that I that I fell for, the scam that I fell for is considered like one of the oldest ones in the book. That's a simple one. And you might say, man, that was so stupid of you, Chuck. But like I said, they, they hit us, they hit a weak spot. You know, when they started talking about my online activity, you know, I'm like, hey, I gotta shut this down now. You know, I gotta deal with this because that's that's how I roll at this juncture. But so that may not be something that you would fall for so easily, but who knows? It could be, you know, you could be going to the doctors and, and, and you having some issues with your insurance and then you get something that all of a sudden is talking about verify your insurance account. Yeah, of course, you know, oh, that nurse did tell me they was going to send me some paperwork, you know, to help with this or whatever it may be. And, and before you know it, you, 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 you clicked on it and... Even if you don't go no further than clicking on it, you click that link that has released some type of virus into your computer. And now all of a sudden you're getting these weird emails and different things of that nature. And every time you get off of Facebook, whatever you was looking at starts popping up in your emails. And it's crazy like that, but that's the the technological world that we live in today. So for all the benefits that we get from it, there are obviously repercussions and we just got to be careful. That's it for me. I am so happy that you guys stuck with me to the end and I'm going to be coming back with uh, my next episode and I'm looking forward to being able to talk to you guys again. And don't forget to go check out my morning glory walks full of motivation. Uh, every morning I'm out walking. As a matter of fact, I'm walking twice a day, but First thing in the morning with some nice motivational uh, quotes and some good inspirational talk and just to get your day going. So make sure you go check that out. That's uh, Born in Glory and that's one of my What's Up Chuck episodes. And I just can't tell you how much I thank you guys for sitting with me and listening to me again. And remember, be careful out there. Welcome to the Chuck Show.